the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Over the last few weeks, we have heard wonderful miracles of Jesus, things that Jesus had done, signs that he had worked, which signs are particularly interesting to those who are coming into the church at Easter, but which are of interest to all of us. The first thing that we heard of was his encounter with a Samaritan woman at the well and how he had told her everything that she had done. And because of this, she believed and was given a fountain of living water welling up to eternal life within her soul. This undid part of the sin of Adam and pointed to a general undoing which would happen through baptism where each of us will receive a fountain of living water welling up to eternal life and restore the relationship of grace that was lost by Adam and Eve. Last week we heard about Jesus healing the man who was born blind, and this was a token of our Lord fixing the darkening of the intellect and the will that came with Adam's sin, so that all of us, through the grace of baptism and through the gift of faith would be able to know what is good and true and holy and desire it. And today we see our Lord confronting the most grievous enemy of man, even more grievous than the devil, death itself. Death, the greatest consequence of the sin of Adam and Eve. For did not the Lord tell them when he instructed them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that if they did, they would die? By raising Lazarus from the dead, our Lord gives us a prophecy of what lies in store for all of us who believe in him, that we too will be raised from the dead on the last day. So death has no, long, no lasting power over us. But we should also remember that the universal response to any of these things was not necessarily faith. There were those who refused to believe. There were those who refused to believe the word of the Samaritan woman or the man who was born blind. And there were even those who conspired for the death of Lazarus after his resurrection. Well, today we hear that the sisters sent word to Jesus that their brother Lazarus was ill. They wanted him to come and heal Lazarus. Jesus was close to the family. He was their friend. He had visited their house. That was when... Mary, or rather Martha, told Jesus to have Mary help her with the housework, and Jesus said, no. I am one of those who believe that Mary of Bethany is, in fact, also Mary Magdalene, and that from her our Lord cast out seven devils. And it was certainly one of her actions that she anointed the feet of our Lord with costly oil as a foretelling of his saving death. 
and she wiped his feet with her hair. So it is amazing that Jesus didn't immediately respond. He simply told his disciples, this illness is not meant to end in death. And he hung out for two days. Then he said to his disciples, Lazarus is asleep, let's go wake him up. Now they thought that he was speaking of ordinary sleep. But he wasn't. So Jesus said, hey, you morons. Jesus didn't say the moron part. Lazarus is dead. I'm going to raise him from the dead. And by going there, Jesus was taking his life in his hands because this is close to Jerusalem where the elders and the chief priests conspired for his death. When our Lord arrived at Bethany, Martha met him. She had strong words for him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Where were you? She didn't say the second part, but she sure implied it. Your brother will rise. I know he'll rise on the last day. Do something about it now. She still had faith, but she wanted him to do something now. She was not willing to wait for the resurrection of the just. And Jesus told her that I am the resurrection and the life. And asked her if she believed. And then she summoned Mary. And Mary came and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Where were you? The translation is is rather odd. Jesus was perturbed. No, Jesus was moved to the core of his being. And Jesus wept at the sorrow of Mary and Martha and those who mourn Lazarus. And so our Lord called forth Lazarus from the tomb, even though he had been dead for four days. And he came forth alive. And the scripture tells us that now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. You think? He raised Lazarus from the dead. You would expect them to believe in him when they had seen this. And yet, as with all of Jesus' signs and miracles, not everyone believed. We learn elsewhere in sacred scripture that there was a banquet, and Mary and Martha were there, and Lazarus was there too, because many people, and many people wanted to come, because they wanted to see this guy, Lazarus, who had been dead, and who was now alive. But the scripture also tells us that those who conspired to put Jesus to death were also inspiring, were conspiring to put Lazarus to death. Their reasoning went something like this. People are believing in Jesus because this Lazarus has been raised from the dead and has come forth from the tomb. Let's put him back in the tomb. There are always those who refuse to believe. 
Perhaps you have seen the, the old movie, it, it won many Oscars back in the day when Oscars meant something, called The Song of Bernadette. Lovely movie, it was based upon a very good book. And in the book there is a, a very profound observation. For those who believe, no explanation is necessary. For those who do not believe, no explanation is possible. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.